Nobody said this walk would be easy, no, no But I'm down for the ride, trust in God will provide all I ever wanted, yeah Each and every day, I wake up, I can say Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord Each and every day, I wake up, I can say Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord Now I don't know where I would be without Hello, everyone, this is Savannah, and you are listening to the Black Biblio Podcast. First and foremost, I want to thank everyone who listened to my last episode. Um, I'm just really thankful that people even want to listen to me speak. A lot of people telling me to keep going and that they look forward to the next episode and that really meant a lot to me. So, you know, here we are in the next episode. This episode is Chapter 2, Courage. Um, this episode means a lot to me um, because that's the chapter that I'm facing in my life right now. Um, every episode is going to be a chapter that I'm currently experiencing, right? It's going to be like the chapter of a book. Um, so when you hear me talking about it, that means I'm going through it. You're reading this book with me as I'm experiencing it. So let's talk about courage, right? Right now, um, I have to be extremely courageous and, I didn't even know that I was courageous until recently. I didn't know the extent of my bravery until my therapist kind of confirmed it. And she didn't tell me that, oh, yeah, you're brave. And by the way, um, I go to therapy. Me even admitting the fact that I go to therapy requires bravery and courage because there is a stigma around therapy right? Um, We live in, you know, like the self-help society where everyone on social media is talking about hashtag self-help, go get your face mask, go do this, therapy's important, blah, 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 right? Um, But when I say I go to therapy, there's a certain response that I get. It's that millisecond that someone looks away or that short pause um, to where, especially being a woman of color, you know, people think you're crazy. Like, oh my God, you go to therapy. I saw my mom. Okay, and this is a very black mom response. So I saw my mom, I was like, yeah, I scheduled an appointment with a therapist because I've been going through so much and it's just been a lot. This move has been a lot. The job that I work is extremely demanding. It's just been a lot. And she said to me, um, she said to me, oh, therapy. I mean, I support you with whatever you do, but me, I take my problems to the good Lord. And it was like, you, you serious right now? Uh, that, that's what went through my head. Um, but I was like, okay, because I'm religious too, right? Like I pray, um, I believe in God, I read the Bible. But therapy is a tool. It's a tool to make you a better person. And my experience going to therapy, I mean, it's not cheap, honestly. 
but it is the best investment in yourself that you can ever make because it gives you that perspective. And your therapist, they're not really there to tell you how you feel or what to do. And it's not like in the movies to where they're just like, well, how does that make you feel? It's not like that. It's more of like a conversation with the homegirl to where it's like, oh, you're not biased. And oh, you actually have the tools to talk to me. And that was the issue with my friends or Isaiah or my mom or my mother-in-law. I would go and I would speak to them and I would vent and I... It would feel good to vent, but I would still have this feeling of frustration. And it would help, and I could cry, and I could be vulnerable, but I, I, there was something that was missing. I, I just didn't feel that relief. And the thing about a therapist is that they have the tools to talk to you. Like, they know what to say versus if you're telling your friend who's broken themselves and who's biased or your mother who you know is religious and thinks you should just pray or your fiance who's going through his own issues they're not going to really know how to respond they're not going to have the language to talk to you and tell you what you need to hear so that's the best part about therapy um but I just want to you know go and throw out there that I'm going to therapy. So that required courage because it's not an easy thing for me to admit. I'm trying to be open about it because honestly that stigma is some BS because especially within the black community, there's a lot of people with a lot of issues and we all know that and mental health isn't always schizophrenia. You don't have to be schizophrenic to be, to have mental health issues. So, yeah, but that takes a certain level of courage because people look at you different. So, yeah, um, courage. That's what we're talking about this episode. So I guess we should start by defining courage. What is courage? What does courage mean to me? Well, to me, courage is following your intuition despite popular opinion. And, I mean... When you're courageous, you're usually following your gut. You have to, like, forget the opinions of others and be like, nah, I'm going to do this. Or even fight your own self-doubt, right? Like, fight yourself because you could be telling, wait, why are you doing that? That's dumb. Don't do that. Or just overcome that negative self-talk and step outside of yourself and just be like, no, I'm going to do this. And taking that step. And um, I had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine. And he asked me, he said, well, what is the difference between faith and courage? Because most people, that, that's how they define faith, right? Like following your inner to it, like your intuition, not inner tuition. Well, I guess they could be the same thing. <laughs> um, but he asked me, he said, well, what's the difference between faith and courage? And it took me a second because, like I said, I'm a thinker. I have to stop and think. I don't like talking out the side of my neck. So I told him, I said, well, faith is the vision, right? Like when you're acting out of courage, you may not see the vision, honestly. There's been a lot of times when, like, I took that, I made that first step, that actionable step of courage and I did not see the vision I did I mean 
I'm not going to lie. I didn't even have that much faith in it. But I was just like, I'm going to be courageous. Something's telling me to do this. I don't know how this is going to turn out. Blah, 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 blah. Versus with faith, you see it. You know, you can feel it. And they usually go hand in hand, right? Faith and courage usually go hand in hand. Um, To even have faith, it requires a certain level of courage. And to be courageous... You know, it builds your faith, right? Because you see, like, once you take that first step, you're just like, wait, I can I can start to see things now, right? I took that step, and now it's led me to here, and I hope what I'm saying makes sense. <laughs> I, I should just, like, hit up my therapist and be like, hey, yo, hey, yo, girl, you want to you wanna come on the podcast and explain this a little bit better? Um, but, yeah, and that's how I define courage. And let me give you guys a few examples of how I've been courageous. So, and courage isn't always making these giant leaps, right? Like, for example, me moving to LA required a lot of courage and bravery because people were telling me I was crazy. People were just like, what's wrong with you? Why why are you going to LA to follow that boy, right? You know, how black families are like, "Uh uh-uh, you found that little boy across the country. What's wrong with you? You need to stay here. Or me deciding, like, college isn't serving me right now. I'm I'm going to take my time to figure out life, and then I can always go back, right? But now I want to figure out my life. That took courage because people was like, oh, are you, why? Like, can can you just not do it? Like, are you, do you lack the discipline? Are you dumb? You can't, you can't live a good life without college. Like, you need a college degree. That took a certain, especially in my family, that took a certain level of courage. But it's not always those big things. Courage is something as simple as me admitting the fact that I go see a therapist, right? Or it could be having an uncomfortable conversation, with someone that you really don't want to have but something's telling you that you need to have that conversation so that's how I've been courageous those are just examples so I want you to think about how you've been courageous and just tell me if you want to you don't have to I don't know I'm interested how other people have been brave because I love seeing people's bravery I I love it I love it um so yes And now, which bears the question, okay, like, I know what courage is, I see how I've been courageous, but what, what does it look like to not be courageous? What does cowardice look like? Good question. Good question. What does it look like to be a coward? What does it look like to be cowardice? Well, in my opinion, right, um, you're a coward when you're following the well-worn path and you're ignoring your gut. And you're also abandoning your moral compass. And when you're following your intuition, that usually aligns with your morals and your values. And people that know me, that's one thing that I will never give up. All of my actions align with my morals and my values. There's just certain things that I will not do and there are certain things that I will not say right? Like I value honesty. I value kindness. I value loyalty. And I'm not the type of person that's going to act outside of that. I do not like to throw people under the bus. I 
do not like to lie and manipulate a situation for my advantage, there's just certain things that I will not do. And whenever I follow my intuition and my gut, I usually never have to do those things. But if I were being a coward, I would do those things in certain situations, right? To where I would, you wouldn't think I was being a coward because, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm being demanding and I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I'm manipulating a situation to my advantage and I'm getting power, but I'm really a coward, right? That's my ego talking. So that is what being a coward means to me. So how does it feel to be courageous? This is, this is a good question because um, people think that being courageous is this amazing feeling and, you know, you're, you're like superwoman, right? You're like the Incredible Hawk. You Hulk? Incredible Hawk. Um, the Incredible Hulk. And you're just knocking down buildings and coming through and just, you know, you, you a beast, right? They think it's that feeling. So we're like, nah, I'm a beast. And that feeling is there right? Um, You do feel that, but more often than not, it's a little scary, right? Like you're sitting there and you have to deal with the self-doubt. You have to deal with the fear. You have to deal with the potential judgments. You have to deal with all of this stuff. And it can be very scary. It's very easy to be like, nah, um, I'ma just do this I'm going to ignore this feeling inside me and I'm going to do this because this is safe and I don't want to do that, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to face others. I don't want to face myself. I don't, I'm scared of what may happen if I did this or this. So, yeah, it's not always that feeling of, oh, yeah, I'm a beast. I'm a boss. No, it can be very scary to be courageous. But that feeling of I'm a beast and I'm a boss it usually comes after the fact. It comes after that step. It comes after you decide to be courageous. It comes after you overcome that fear. Because when you do it, you're just like, nah, nothing can stop me. Nothing can stop me. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. You know, devil get behind me. Like that feeling You feel it within you um, after you make the decision, but you got to overcome that fear to get that feeling. So that's kind of, or at least my experience of how it feels to be courageous. Um, I want to discuss that feeling of courage a little bit more, like that feeling of being a boss, that feeling of like, nah, you can't punk me out. Nah, you can't bulldoze me, right? Um, Because we kind of, we didn't use the word courage um but me and my therapist I don't want to by the way I don't want to be one of those people that's like well my therapist said da 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 but my therapist said um that because I was talking about in high school or when I was younger and for those like my family that's listening to this they know what I'm talking about or the people that really know me they know what I'm talking about when like a few years ago people would always call me a bitch because i was just like nope no no you're not doing that to me you're not treating me like that like in high school i mean i had one fight but outside of that one fight the only other times i've gotten in trouble was over cussing cussing somebody out and if you knew me i was very very shy 
and I was very quiet, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna come at me any type of way. You're just not. And I was discussing that with my therapist and how I'm currently in a situation to where that old Savannah, she's not, she's not coming out. She's not checking the situation like, nah, I'm not having this, right? I just don't like that. Like that feeling of, nah, like, I don't like that feeling of, I don't like feeling passive. I don't like feeling as though I don't have control of the situation. I don't like feeling as though I'm being walked all over. But I don't want to be that bitch. I don't want to be a bitch. I didn't like the way it felt when people would call me a bitch because they never said it as a compliment, right? They never, it's not like nowadays when they're just like, yeah, you a boss bitch, you a bad bitch. It was never said as a a compliment. It was more so, oh, you're a bitch. Or, oh, you're a bit difficult or you can be a lot or calm down, right? Um, And I didn't like that. So I was like, let me try to be a little bit nicer. Let me not pop off. So my therapist said to me, she said, look, women that are often labeled as bitches, they usually have boundaries for themselves. And people just aren't seeing women with boundaries. And it's a fact. People aren't seeing, aren't used to seeing women with boundaries right because women have this superwoman complex to where it's like oh we can do everything we can do anything let's just save the day let's take on the world and put it on our shoulders when it leaves us broken right and that's not being courageous really that's being cowardice because you're scared to say no even though your gut might be telling you ah nah that's too much for me if i take on that other thing um, I, I can't handle it, right? Like, I may look happy, I may do exceptionally well, but I'm gonna go home and have a mental breakdown, right? So, you have to set those boundaries because you come first. And she said to me, she said, if bitch is the only language you have for that, then use that. If that is the only language you could use to describe those boundaries and describe that feeling of not being walked all over, then use that. And be that bitch. So, like, you know, that, like, oh, like, that emoji. You, you, you got, not the emoji, the meme. You know that meme, that black guy, where he, like, hears something. He's like, wow. That's how I felt when she said that. I was like, wow, I'm going to be that bitch. And, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm older now, so I don't want to just pop off. And I don't want to operate out of raw emotion. And that's something I've learned since I've matured. Because back in the day when I would pop off, it would usually just be out of anger. It would be out of the raw emotion of the moment. And it would never really be constructive. Versus now, I'm more aware of my emotions. To where it's like, nah, right now, I'm feeling a little too frustrated. I'm not going to talk to you. You got to back up. I can't talk to you right now. I have to go. I have to think. And then we can have this conversation. Right? Um, And then that's when it takes courage because it's like, nah, they did this, this, and this. Because it even takes courage to step out of that and be like, something's telling me that if I I talk to you right now, it's not going to be pretty. I'm going to end up hurting your feelings. And you never want to hurt someone's feelings. Right? Um, You don't want to intentionally hurt someone's feelings. 
So that's the thing, right? So long story short, <laughs> um, be that bitch. To all my women out there, um, if you feel like someone is overstepping those boundaries, be that bitch. Be that person to say no. I'm not putting up with this. No, I'm not dealing with this. There is power in no. There is power in standing up for yourself. There is power in saying, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, no, not today. You're not going to talk to me like this. You're not going to treat me like this. You better back up and you better recognize. There is so much power in that. As I touched on earlier, those moments of courage usually come from brokenness right like I'm a firm believer like my mom used to say this because she would clean the house like do a deep clean and not just like scrubbing she would like clean clean like move things out the way and the house would look a mess right and I would be like oh my god you cleaning but why why does the house look like this why is the couch in the middle of the living room why is this here why is this here and she would say well sometimes things have to get dirtier before they get cleaner right And it was the same way with like a lot of different shit. Sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. And before you really step into that moment of courage, you like, I know with me, things, things will usually get really bad, right? There's, there's a breakdown before the breakthrough, in my opinion. And I've experienced this so many times. I've had a breakdown and then I get that courage. It's like, okay, you know what, Savannah, dust that dirt off your shoulder, stand up. And just just go, just try, right? Just take that one step. And when I decide to take that one step, that's usually when there's a breakthrough. So yes, I feel like I'm rambling, which I no longer want to say because, again, my therapist asked me, she said, do people tell you that you ramble? And, you know, I, I said to her, I was like, yeah, people tell me that I'm ramble. And she said, no, 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 no. You're, you're just expressing yourself. You know, you don't, you don't ramble. So I'm trying to stop telling myself that I ramble and stating that I ramble. But yes, yes, be that bitch. Be that person that is going to set your firm boundaries. And you know what? And this is another thing. Okay, this is kind of tying back into being that bitch. Ask yourself, if someone reacts a certain type of way, ask yourself, is that their shit or is that my shit? Right? Like, when they react, ask yourself, like, honestly. Because it could be their shit or it could be your shit. Um, like, for instance, you're being that bitch. You're setting your boundaries and someone's offended. That's their shit. Because they're not used to you setting those boundaries, right? They're not used to hearing no. They're not used to not getting their way. And that's not your problem to deal with. That's something that they got to deal with with them. They got to deal with with themselves, right? Don't make their problems your problems. So, yeah, but if you, if they react a certain way and they're genuinely hurt and you cussed at them and you were just acting off of pure anger and frustration, that's your shit because you shouldn't treat people like that. You shouldn't just be completely aloof of people's feelings and emotions because we're all human and no one has a right to make someone feel like shit, right? So if you do that, that's your shit and you got to check yourself. And that's the thing about adulthood is knowing when to check yourself, 
because what's the saying? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You got to do that because you're the only person standing in your own way. And you don't want to be that person who's ignoring their own shit until it piles up and there's a shit storm. I feel like I just spit bars. But um, yeah. And that's like an interesting thing about all of this. And that even takes a certain amount of courage to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, nah, I didn't handle that situation right. Let me let me go back to Sally and apologize for the way I treated her. And let me make sure I don't make someone else ever feel like that again because I won't want someone making me feel like that. And that takes courage to recognize that because the hardest thing to face at the end of the day can be the mirror, right? It can be hard to sit there and face yourself because it can just be very difficult. It can be heartbreaking. It can be painful. It can, no one wants to dig up the skeletons in their closet. They really don't because you never know what you might find. But once you do and you clear out that closet, there's so much you can do with it. There's so many, the world is your oyster and you're the only person standing in your own way, to be honest. So, I mean, I don't know what to keep saying. It is so hard. Everyone's like, oh, you need to have a podcast for an hour. I can't think about what to say in an hour. An hour is a long time to talk. It is a long time to talk, especially especially when I am new to podcasting. Maybe one day I may reach the point of talking for an hour. I may not. Um, but yeah, here's another thing that I want to touch on when it comes to courage. I want to touch on. So a lot of the times we feel more comfortable standing up for others than standing up for ourselves, right? It's easier to be that bitch for someone else. It's easier to sit there and defend, you know, your friend or defend your mama or defend whomever, right? Because I know for a fact that, you know, my friend DeVere, if someone was going off about her and they were, you know, attacking her and they treated her the way that I treat myself sometimes, I'm like, no, no, you're not going to talk to her like that. You better apologize. I would, I would, I would go off because that's my friend and I love her and I know how amazing of a person she is. I know that she's great, but when it comes to me and realizing the way that I talk to myself sometimes, it's just like, oh, you gotta, you gotta check that, right? And it takes courage to do that. It takes courage to, like we just discussed, it takes courage because you're literally at war with yourself and I journal a lot like if I didn't have a journal if I didn't have a pen and a notebook or my pen and my journal I would go crazy I would literally go crazy um so and I think and this is something that I've learned with therapy is that When you journal, don't just write it down. Actually be aware of what you're writing while you're writing. Be aware of your emotions. And it's all about emotional awareness. So I've developed this habit of while I'm journaling, like take a step back and be like, wait, I don't like the way I'm talking to myself right now. I'm sitting here. I'm writing down that I don't feel good enough. I'm writing down that I can't do this or I doubt that I could do that. 
no, 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 let me, let me take a step back and say, I will do this. I am good enough. Not only am I good enough, I am more than enough. And I know I can do this. I know I could do that. So it's taking a step back and being aware of your emotions. And that is courageous because it can be hard to feel your emotions in the moment and be aware of them because you just feel them, right? Like if you're angry, you just feel anger. You just want to throw something across the room. You just want to yell and get it off of your chest. But taking that step back and thinking, wait, 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 why am I angry right now? What What's really pissing me off, right? Like what is making me angry? And what can I do in this situation to A, remove myself from the situation, de-escalate the situation, or just feel better? Um, and that can be hard to face because sometimes the cause of that, it's not pretty. It could be someone else. It could be some toxic person in your life. It could be your toxic behavior. It could be anything. But yeah. This is going to be short um, because it's easier for me to talk to someone opposed to talking into a microphone. I'm feeling more comfortable. If you can't tell, you're getting to know the real me. You're getting to know Savannah to where she's not speaking as eloquently all the time. <laughs> um, you're getting to know the Savannah that this is how I talk to my friends. And y'all who sit here and you listen to me. You're my friends. We, we, we here, right? Because I, I don't know. I feel like it can't be easy to listen to me sometimes. Um, but that's my negative self-talk. It, it's enjoyable to listen to me. That's why I started a podcast. I can be amusing. Or I could be dropping gems. And I feel like I dropped a lot of gems in this 30-minute episode. So um help me help you that's what I tell people at work help me help you that's a very my friend told me to say that and that's the most smartest thing you can say but help me help you and help me help me right if you guys have any questions or you just want to chat you just want to get to know me a little bit more hit me up um yeah and I just I don't know how to close this off. That's something I would need to work on. I need to work on how to close these episodes because it can be tough. It can be tough figuring out a closer for an episode. So I just want to say thank you for listening to this chapter. Thank you so much for listening to me talk for 30 minutes straight. And if you want to know more about me, follow me at Official Black Biblio on Instagram, or you can follow my Bookstagram account at Black underscore Bibliophile, whichever you prefer. Just don't follow my personal because I'm never on my personal. And thank you so much. Have a great day and be courageous.